Socrates tagged along, there are few things harder to shake than a little brother. Our house lies outside the city walls to the southeast. The three of us entered the inner city through the Itonian gate. Two guards stood on duty, both of them bored, but too scared to slack off for fear their officer would check on them. They were Ephebes, trainee recruits who were serving out their mandatory two years in the army, as must every young man from the moment he turns eighteen until he's twenty. I knew how bored they were, because three years ago I'd been one of them. These two were local lads from our own deem. Their families lived only a few streets from our own. They knew us and waved us through with a pleasant word and an appreciative glance at Diotima. Diotima wore a new chitin of linen that she'd dyed in bright party colors. When she'd appeared in it that morning, I'd pointed out that the great Dionysia hadn't begun yet. Diotima had replied that it was close enough. She wasn't the only one to have started early. Many of the travelers who passed through the gate were already in their best, brightest clothes. Complete strangers talked to one another, smiled and laughed at each other's jokes. Even the air we breathed was in a party mood. The one thing you are guaranteed to find at any gate in Athens is donkey droppings. Yet on this day, the aroma was fresh and pleasant. Diotima said it was because Gaia, who ruled the earth, wished Dionysus well. I suggested it might have more to do with the frequent showers we'd been having. The rain kept down the dust. Diotima replied that was Gaia's way of arranging things. We walked north up Tripod Road. Both sides were lined with three-legged braziers. They were the trophies given to previous winners at the Great Dionysia, each erected along this road with a plaque for the passers-by to admire and for the victors to gloat. One of those trophies belonged to Pericles. He had been the Corrigos, the producer, of a winning play fourteen years ago. The truth is that Pericles had won because he'd hired Aeschylus to write the script. When you're Pericles, you can afford the very best. He was inordinately proud of that achievement. Every day since, Pericles had sent a slave to polish his trophy. We turned left just before the Acropolis, onto a street that was well-kept but that had seen recent heavy use. It was Theatre Road, and right before us was the Theatre of Dionysus. The Acropolis towered above, directly behind the Theatre. A wooden wall painted in blues and reds blocked the view of the backstage. Men clustered at this wall. As we approached, we could hear them arguing with tired voices. The way they stood with shoulders bowed, I guessed they'd been at it for some time. And I tell you again, Sophocles, we're not going in there until the ghost is removed. I remind you once more, gentlemen, there are no such things as ghosts. The man who didn't believe in ghosts was of middle age, with a long face that was well bearded. I thought he must buy his clothes from the same place as Pericles, both of them were top-notch in respectable fashion.
This man must be one of the playwrights, or a Corrigos. The argument broke off when Diotima, Socrates, and I stopped before them. Who are you? One of the men asked. He was dressed in an eczemus, typical clothing for an artisan. I guessed he must be a stagehand. I preferred an eczemus myself, because it left my arms and legs free to move. Nicolaos, son of Sophroniscus, I said. Pericles asked me to look into this ghost. The well-dressed man looked at me oddly.